mobsters, robots, race cars, space werewolves. It's going to get weird. Imagine, if you will, a movie that comes out and it's a phenomenal sensation. Imagine the sequel being less as well received. Welcome to Cinema Gems. I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral, and we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown. So come find us. Yes, video stores still exist. And of course, guys, as always, my very lovely co-host, the illustrious but my himself. How's it going, buddy? Mr. Admiral, welcome back. You know I had an we English teacher? missed you. <laughs> you know I had an English teacher? That name was Mr. Anderson. And oh. I was the last semester that he taught, and I got away with calling him Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Because he, he was like, oh, it was like a first, it was literally my first class in college, and he was like, oh. Write a paragraph so I can get to know your style so I know if you cheat or not. You know, basically. Oh my god. And I basically go on a rant about the Matrix movies and about how I can't wait to call him Mr. Anderson because of Hugo Weaving's portrayal of Agent Smith. And he just looks at me and he gives me back my paper. He's like, you're the only one that can call me that. And I'm like, respect. Wow. Respect. <laughs> and then he retired after that. <laughs> so, uh... This is the be- the beginning of our Wachowski month. Wachowski month. Uh, you've already heard a theme for this uh, before we started recording. I have uh, not heard it yet, so far as of this recording. And neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> yet. Well, you gave us. What what in, in Bay? We're recording this early enough that I I don't even know what I'm doing for the Wachowski month theme. But yet. in but Bay, God, we have an extra in Bay, month to you do said. Well, like, I have a general idea of what I'm doing, oh. but, like, I don't fully know what I'm doing yet, or how I'm doing it, rather. Uh, anyway, yeah. So the reason we picked Wachowski Month is because Pride Month. June. Pride Month it is June Month. Makes sense to uh, us. We, all, we also have to thank GLaDOS for that. We have to thank GLaDOS for that. Uh, because, because she put the bug in my ear about doing something for the Wachowskis, and I was like, okay, the best I can do is this month because and this year. We'll get into it in the actual review of these movies, but TLDR, the Matrix movies are an obvious, like, clear metaphor for being a trans allegory. Yep. Uh, 1,000%. The, yeah. Um, which neither of us cis men would really know about no. personally, but... It's clear that the love and thought and philosophy put into these movies is about changing yourself, about destroying the status quo, and living, being who you want to be. Um, so, so this is the sequel. We're starting with the sequel to one of their best movies. Uh, we're going to assume you've already seen The Matrix, even though GLaDOS hasn't seen The Matrix yet, and it's still on their list. Well, I know what we're going to review in a few years, <laughs> because it'll be an anniversary. Oh my god. Um, That's a while from now. 
No, 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 no. Like, not that wild. Like, the other wild. Oh, okay. The 25, not the 30. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. But, uh, so, to catch you up on uh, what you mixed in Matrix number one. Previously uh, on The Matrix. Yeah, the life that Neo, Mr. Anderson, leads is literally a simulation. Uh, he's a hacker bro. Uh, if this was 2021, he'd be into crypto. <laughs> I just made... You almost got a face full of Dr. Pepper. I almost made the Admiral Smith Dr. Pepper out of his nose, and I'm not sorry. <laughs> no, I know. I didn't almost spit out my nose. I literally almost spit it at your ear. <laughs> you would have gotten it over your laptop, or Patron's laptop, and both of our phones. But, <laughs> but gladly, both of our phones have protective cases. Patron's computer does not. <laughs> yeah, and yours is more expensive than mine. So, anyway, yeah, um... Everything's a simulation. They get out of the simulation. Nothing is real. Nothing is real because uh, the robots, the AI, the machines have been using humans as batteries. Which for makes themselves. no sense whatsoever. None whatsoever. Um, the, 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 you can go online and see how human heat generated is not enough to form. Sorry, I'm not going to get into that soapbox. Sorry. This is science science fiction. It's late '90s science fiction. Um, we're just gonna we're just gonna blow past all that. Do I need to plug this in for yes, you? Yes, please. I checked okay. the battery, and we need. You need, you need power. I need power. power. The engines, Captain. Hoverboards don't work unless you have power. Oh my god. Back to the Future too. It's okay. You didn't get that reference. There you go. Sweet. Do you, do you have power? Yes. Um, also, we just want to specify that the reason this is a sh very short episode is because the Matrix sequels have been talked to, to death. death. Yeah, we're, we're going to breeze through death. these, I think. We're not going to go fully point by point in this. All we're I'm going to say gonna, is, like, we, talk about can our we talk parts? about the freeway chase for a little bit longer than usual? Because that freeway chase is fucking amazing. Oh, and even GLaDOS agreed that was the best fucking part of the movie. You know they built that in fucking Australia, just two mile strip? They just built that? That's pretty badass, yeah. actually. Um, but yeah, that brings us to uh, six months later. Um, Neo is having nightmares about Trinity, Trinity dying, dying, uh, and getting herself killed. And they uh, go to Zion. They go to Zion, Which and we we've find never out seen. that the the new pilot of the Nebuchadnezzar um, is the younger brother in law to the two crew members that died, yeah. Tank and Dozer, yes. uh, in the first one. Um, they, they have a big rave party underground. Uh, uh, do they have a rave? They have an orgy. It, tomato, tomato. No, no, no. Let's talk about let's talk about the Jesus Christ analogy that they keep hammering oh, yeah. with us as a Matrix-style hammer. Yes. So, we go to Zion, and we see them, you know, I love how, I love how, how, I love how Neo goes, how does he always know? <laughs> How does he always? We always have that friend. We have yep. that friend that oh, we slightly annoyed by, but except. Are you saying I'm that friend for you and you're that friend for me? At Swapper Jacks. Oh, Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah, one thousand percent. Now does he always know? 1, <laughs> 1, or fairy game mother yeah. is also amazing like that. She just knows. Um, but this kid, this kid always knows that they're there because he. Pulled him out of the Matrix. Yep. In fact, apparently in the six months since uh, the end of Matrix 1, they have 
pulled more humans out of the Matrix than, than any in possible. Which is why uh, Zion is so populated. Well, it's also why the ma- the machines are on their way to kick ass. Yeah, kick some gears, murder, kick it Gen- into second gear, to genocide, to kick it into murder gear to make sure the human race is fully extinct. You didn't like any of my analogies? I liked your analogies, but, like, we weren't getting to the point of, like, the machines are coming to kill (laughs) us. It's not good. Uh, And their general is like, yo, we need to stop relying on this... uh, uh, Prophecy. Prophecy made by someone within the machine who we don't know who it is. So, like, it's pretty sus. Uh, And Morpheus, who's like, no, we have to talk to the... uh, the Oracle, because she knows everything. Because my entire belief system is based blindly off of the Oracle. I'm not saying Morpheus isn't awesome, but there are parts in this movie where I do feel really sorry for him. And I think... Uh, the, uh, the I, I, My interpretation of, of this whole thing is the Wachowski saying, Hey, blind faith in anything, even if that thing has been very good to you for a while, is... In excess, not a great thing. Like, <laughs> Morpheus, while he's a good dude and wants to genuinely do good and thinks that the Oracle is genuinely helping him, is blind to the fact that there's some bias in there. That, like, yep. maybe the reason they keep getting trapped and shit is because the Oracle is giving away their whereabouts. <laughs> but, but, also, the other thing that we have to talk about is... When the Jesus Christ hitting the analogy over the head is, would you say the part that they go, him and Trinity go to bed or go to their room? Yeah. <laughs> and literally he's like, they need you. And he's like, but I need you. Mm. Um, and also how was it? Oh God! What's the guy? He's got some followers. Yeah. He's got a lot of followers, a lot of words. Some follower. The, the. The cult of the one has definitely grown exponential since he's pull, been pulled out of the Matrix and since he pulled so many people out of the Matrix. Um, excuse me, my God. What Who, are you looking at? Uh, I'm looking at the pi- new pilot's... Um, the new pilot's name is a Vector. Wait, what? No. The new, pi- the, the new pilot's name that is the brother-in-law... No, it's not Vector. Hang on. Um, I just love that scene when he goes, Where's my kids? Oh my god. I didn't get that as a kid. Uh, I do now. Thanks. Uh, (laughs) um, Oh my god. Where's the... Who's the frickin... um, Morbius Trinity, the Oracle... Artifact, Captain Mifuni, no. Axel, no. No, it is Axel. What's his freaking name? It's not Axel. Axel is someone else. Why can't I find... uh, Isn't it Link? Yeah, it's Link. Link. Why is Link nowhere on the cast list? What the hell? Uh, What is going on? I'm sorry. Bear with us while we have some slight technical difficulties because... I'll do it up. You go ahead and go to the Keymaster. You head on over to Keymaster. Yeah, so, okay... Neo goes to talk to the Oracle. He has a fight with Seraph, and Seraph's like, you can only get to know someone if you fight them. And when I was in high school, I thought that was really badass and edgy and awesome. And now I'm just like, eh, okay. They they go to the Oracle through a bunch of back doors uh, where the hacking metaphors are more heavy-handed than ever. 
and uh, he talks to the Oracle, and as always, this is just exhausting. Because the Oracle is one of those characters that talks exclusively in riddles. And it's like, alright, come on, let's get to the point, please. You're circling around it, and you keep saying we don't have any time, but you keep circling around the damn point. Harold... I'm gonna spell this name. Out. Let me let me see. Hang on. Uh, Pirino. Oh, from Lost. Okay. Yeah, I never put the put the two and two together, but yeah, that's totally uh, the dude from Lost, and I can't remember that character's name either. So he's, it's been so years he's, since I've seen. So Lost. he's told by the by the by the Oracle that he needs to go and meet find the keymaker. Yeah, the keymaker. The key is it the keymaker or the keymaster? You're thinking of uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, Ghost, yep, GB. Okay. So. Um, so basically, he goes. And he and, has the first big Smith fight. What's the French? Yeah. Oh, that one was that one was pre CGI, so it was okay. It, mm, this is the worst one in the movie, in my opinion. In this movie. In this or, movie. Or okay, okay. The I'll worst give, one in this movie. In this goes movie? to the Rubber Smiths. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, it's painful to watch. Out of this movie, this is the worst fight. This is the worst fight. And then he gets to go meet the Frenchman, the Merovingian. Uh, who, I finally, it finally makes sense to me. I'm almost 30, and this scene finally makes sense to me, because bear with, I used to watch the shit out of this movie in middle school and high school, and I was way too young to understand a lot of the subtle metaphors. But then I realized, oh, this isn't a subtle metaphor at all. He's giving her cum cake. <laughs> like, not, oh, cake it... with, not cake with cum in it, but cake that is programmed to make you cum on the spot. Oh, okay. that's what. Yeah, he's no, talking no, about the layers you, and layers of. Oh code. no, I know about. I knew okay, about cool. that. That that I was like, oh, like when I would watch those scenes. I didn't get that when I was a kid. I thought like, what she have? A I got fever? it in college. Does she needs. Does she needs to pee? She needs to pee now. I got okay. it in college. <laughs> I didn't get it in high school when I watched it, but I got it in college. <laughs> I watched it in high school and I saw the shot of Code go up to her crotch and the explosion, and I'm like, so she has to pee? Okay. <laughs> Oh, oh! oh. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> um, and basically, the is it the Molly? Oh God! The Merovingian Merv. Just call him Merv. Okay, the Merovingian Merv, whatever. Merv. Merv. I'm pretty sure they call him Merv later. So, I love that his wife is like okay. Persephone, Monica Bellucci. My God, damn! Yeah, she's amazing. She's a fantastic actress in this. Wasn't I haven't seen her in much else that I know of, but she was great in this. As what Glados was kind of half watching this and half watching YouTube trash, uh, including all the Johnny Depp stuff, which we're not going to get into here. But um, she uh, looks up during this scene, and um, well, they know exactly when we recorded this, right? It's it's fine. Um, looks up during this scene and is like, "Wait, why is?" his wife helping them and i'm like oh yeah because the merovingian is a cheating bastard and she knows it and like he's not even trying to be subtle about it anymore so she's trying to one-up her asshole husband who and, she's miserable and stuck with and and then, makes neo kiss her yeah because she said she says she wants you to kiss me like the way you kiss her but her whole pl- premise is flawed because if she, if he can kiss her the way he kisses trinity, uh, trinity then is his love with Trinity real? Ooh. That's that's where I got stuck in this scene. So, right. Is like, so, wait. So besides that, we get to another cool fight sequence because... Oh, in the hallway of conveniently placed weapons? Exactly. 
Wow, the, look at these conveniently placed the weapons. The giant room of conveniently placed weapons that leads to the infinite hallways of, in, of even more conveniently placed weapons. But we get the bullet wall. The one where he sucks uh, the bullets. Yep. Uh, but I love that Persephone's like, oh, where's that lipstick at? I don't have any lipstick on my face, dear. I it's not on your face, face. dear. <laughs> it's like, what? He just gets so flustered and he's like, fucking kill him. Uh, that's when we get the twins. That phase through everything the, that I think are just made of code. When he when she talked about vampires and all kind of myths, would you say that the these two are in ghosts? the room, the two in the room were definitely vampires because some are were ghosts. Bullets. These are ghosts. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm pretty. That's my interpretation of it. They're, They're ghosts. ghosts with white dreadlocks. Now, to be fair, I'm a little bit mad that we didn't uh, like they didn't go full on into that. And we didn't see like anyone werewolf out. Oh. I thought I think that would have been really like kind of insane and awesome to watch Neo fight a fucking werewolf or two. <laughs> but then that would have been silver. Oh, because got it. Sorry, I was thinking of vampires too. Come vampires on. and silver and werewolves, I believe, are weak slash very vulnerable to uh, silver bullets. Let's not test our vampire slash werewolf knowledge. Right. Let's not do that. I don't have my monster manual in here with me. So, so we get the fight sequence in the Holocaust place weapons. Yeah, which is pretty great, except for the music. Uh, and you Gladys, didn't like it? Gladys mentioned where she had heard the music from before, uh, and we're pretty sure it's from several YouTube channels. Um, you didn't like the. You didn't like it. I liked it when I was a kid. I liked it less now. I liked it a lot when I was a kid. And, I like it a lot less now. And then we get to meet the Keymaker. Uh, and they go on this badass fucking highway the scene. The fucking freeway scene. Which, by the way... You always said never go on the freeway. You said it was suicide. Let's hope I was wrong. I'm just like, I'm like <laughs> wow, are they talking about New Orleans? <laughs> God, don't go on the interstate if you don't have to. It's pretty bad. Like, always. Everywhere. It's a yield lane, people! If, if it's not, a yield. If you're not stuck in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic, you'll be stuck in between a shootout. It's fine. So, as that's going on, uh, we get to see the... Which is a pretty good fight sequence on a, on a big red truck. Yeah. Um, and Smith is now Morpheus, a rogue agent? Morpheus getting... Okay, so yeah. Smith is a rogue agent. Like, the whole... In the beginning of the movie where Smith gave his earpiece to Neo... That was his him literally saying, I'm unplugged now. Like, he, he I'm thinks... Not, I'm not a part of the program. He thinks he's on the same level as Neo, but he's not. But in terms of a machine, in terms of something who is completely AI, he basically is. He's an AI, but he is unplugged from the mainframe of other AIs. He's, he's, he's going a, on... And he's seven of nine. Yeah. He's a Borg who has been disconnected from uh, the, the mother. I hope that there's probably one person that gets that Star Trek Voyager question reference besides us. There's one person yep. that'll probably get it. Yep. One. Seven of nine, or if you want to get even more uh, nerdy, Locutus. See that you lost me on that one. That's Picard for the like month that he was a Borg. Sorry, I kind of I don't like that arc of him being a Borg because I feel oh, like I weirdly love that arc. <sighs> I just, I don't like it because then I question his loyalty to the Federation mm -hmm. after... Because Jean-Luc Picard plays PTSD really fucking well. And I think Because that's... he saw it firsthand from his dad. Oh, okay. 
that's why he's such a massive advocate for uh, uh, victims of domestic abuse because his mom was a victim of domestic abuse. His father fought. fought his dad fought in either World War One or World War Two. And afterwards, they thought, you know, they didn't know what PTSD was. They were just like, it's shell shock. You mean as actual, not John Luke Picard, the character, as actual Patrick Stewart's father? Yes. Cool. Because yes. you said John Luke Picard and you started sorry. talking World War Two, And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Patrick Stewart. Sorry. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Because I was like, whoa, you're missing the genetic yeah. wars that happened in the 90s <laughs> if you're going with Star Trek. But cool, go on. Sorry. I don't think it's called the genetic wars, is it? It's something else. I don't know, man. What eugenics wars. It's there the eugenics go. wars. Hey, it's we got something there. wars with. But we're not, unfortunately, not talking about Star Trek. The timeline today. of Star Trek. Cool. We're we're not we're not talking about that today. So hey, do actually Google like Patrick Stewart's involvement in. Uh, no, no, go abuse. talk about that. I just wanted to specify about the thing. Patrick Stewart's father. Patrick Stewart's awesome, and because of his family history, he plays PTSD and uh, that madness very, very well, okay. which is why I love that arc in Star Trek, okay. in Next Generation specifically. Uh, so yeah, and um, so after that, basically Smith infects because he'll go and he infected one of the people. He infected was, one of the crew members yeah. of one of the other ships, he and he almost person, infected basically. Morpheus. Almost infected Morpheus. That would have been real bad. Yeah. Uh, that's toward the end, though. Um, and, but we're getting there because right after they rescue the Keymaker... They go on a um, highway chase scene, and then we get a reference to Me TV. Adam oh. 12. One Adam 12. Oh, my God. I literally heard it. I was like, Patrol, they referenced it again. Because I hear that reference in a bunch of movies and slash TV shows, and I'm like... They did it. They go. They I understand go this, that reference. They go through the chase, uh, aka another day on I ten, and uh, <laughs> long strip from Jacksonville <laughs> to L A. Long this, ass strip. This whole like everything in this chase scene, all the explosions, all the big rigs turning around one eighty in the middle of the damn freeway and going against traffic. Another day on I ten. See, I you know what I think of? <laughs> oh, there goes the truck. It's late. <laughs> and that's why the truck's late. Swapper Jacks people will know. That's why the truck's late right there, this entire scene. Okay, so I'm not saying that the movie peaks after this, but it kind of peaks after this. You mean this is the peak of the movie? This is the movie. Yeah. This is this like what is it, 30 to 45 minute segment? Yeah. Holy shit. This is the movie. It's longer this than is... it should be, but it's perfect. Uh so Neo does his Superman thing. But also, what about Fucking Morpheus coming around and taking a taking a samurai sword and a katana. Yep. And basically cutting the was that an Escalade? Yes. <laughs> well, they were really big at that. Making that shit flip. I'm pretty sure Cadillac was a sponsor of this movie. And then <laughs> and basically, I guess the ghost up slash, the twins. Yeah, I guess they're they're vulnerable to fire. I guess because they didn't ghost that makes out. Sense. They didn't, I guess. I don't know. They didn't, they didn't. I'm going ghosts. I don't know. Look, the Wachowski. I'm were going ghosts. Very vague about this. I'm going ghosts. Stop. <laughs> I just the want you to get the reference. I don't get the reference. I'm Danny sorry. Danny Phantom. Oh. <laughs> okay, sorry. It took a I'm while going for ghosts. the pieces to connect. <laughs> so after that, we get the we get the key mask, the key maker. Yes. To I am the key master, are you the key maker? And so they go and infiltrate because Jada Pinkett Smith's character is still in love with Morpheus' character, but also 
one of the people of Zion. He's she's not so much in love with Morpheus's character she as believes his she believes she believes uh, his cause is more uh, is worth fighting for. There you go. Because they even say that in the movie. Oh my god! They Did do? you see that? What about the council of the of Zion? How'd you feel about that? I mean, it's a room full of old people. I'm just like, wow, a lot of diversity there, huh? Uh, look, this movie is like this podcast. A lot of talking yep. and a lot of weird kind of half-empty philosophizing. So, uh, before we, when we're done with that, I know which part you want to get to. And I'm fine with the jumping that really quick. But Keymaster, Keymaker does all this. Neo asks Trinity to stay out, stays out. The other the other pilots go down because they have this big old vast thing of how they're gonna get. Okay, so I'm correct me if I'm wrong. Big convoluted. So uh, they try to get Neo to this room that cannot be there unless the power is surged at a 45 block radius, and from that point in, he has to be inside the that room yes. and, her, and that hallway and for it to work. If the power is still on when he exits the room, everything will blow up. That makes no fucking sense. I agree. It's real dumb. I thank you. I've always agreed. The premise of this scene and how fucking convoluted it is. Wachowskis, please make this make sense. I don't get it. I know that's kind of the point of a lot of what they do, and I kind of love them for it. But this, <coughs> the there is no. It doesn't make sense. So I don't. I feel so, like this is just a big contrivance to get Trinity in there. So yes, we get to meet the architect. <laughs> Or as we call him on this episode, Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. Uh, yeah, vis-a-vis, concordantly, ergo, uh, he only ever uses very big words and has tons and tons of run-on sentences and Jesus Plot Christ, exposition. makes no sense. It has to go somewhere. I'm mean, sitting sitting with GLaDOS watching the scene and I'm like, alright, get ready for the most memed, the most memed scene of this entire fucking movie. It's insane. And it's very hard to follow. Although I strangely enough followed it better yesterday when I watched it than I have uh, uh, much earlier when I watched I'll, this as a kid. I've wa- so the the older as as I do with most films, the older I get and the more I rewatch a movie, the more I connect scenes. But I'm telling you right now, the hallway scene with the th- it makes no fucking sense. No, it doesn't. It, I don't I, understand I need, how we, you know the we need to do? can go in there. You know what we need to do? Because the Smiths don't have a key. How we need to have- write it down. We need to we need to literally go plot not now not, not now, now but we need to, we need to go back and rewatch the movie in Florida or in Louisiana okay. whatever one of those and we need to actually just to see just that scene but after, of course after we watch the fucking yeah. highway scene and just <laughs> legit just write it down and see how actually it actually works I'm sorry that to me pisses me off God damn it that makes no fucking sense makes which, no fucking sense which which part. The Smiths being able to infiltrate that hallway. The whole fucking sequence. Or the uh, architect. You know what? I'm actually more pissed at the fucking thing about, oh, we gotta do this thing, we gotta do this thing, we gotta do this thing. Then the architect, I'm just like, okay. Like, that's fine. That's fine. Info dump? Yeah. No, it's just a big old fucking info dump. Choose. Choose. Make another choice. The savior of the human race. What's he gonna choose? Pussy. Yeah. Pussy. He's human. And then, what does he do? He saves her from death. Wow, thanks Wachowski's baseball bat that hit me in the back of the head with the Jesus Christ metaphor. Thanks. 
Sorry. Uh, <laughs> totally fair. Um, saves her from that. They get out of the Matrix. So Patron and... watched this scene. Yeah. And she goes, wait, what is he doing? I go, he's going into her body in the code and restarting yes. his heart. And she's like, but I go, yes. Y- j- yes. <laughs> it happens. It makes no sense. <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. But, you know, that's the movie, more or less. Well, and, and then, a few more things happen. And uh, then, they get out of the Matrix, and they're being chased by Sentinels now, because they fucking found them. Because the Nebuchadnezzar blew up. Yeah, the Nebuchadnezzar blew up. Uh, they gotta run. Uh, Sentinels are chasing them. And, and he was like, wait a minute, I can feel them. And does his whole thing... Superman thing? Yeah, and disables a bunch of Sentinels and passes the fuck out. And wakes Just up- in time for Niobe's ship. To come through. And then is put side by side next to the guy who... Okay, so when I was younger and when I was like in high school and college when I watched this, it took me about four times to realize that that's the same guy that got infected. Yeah. By, by Smith. Yeah. Because I don't know... I didn't know that that character was just introduced in this movie. But Smith was always introduced. Like, it's like... Like, I literally was like, standing next to a John Doe. And it's like, okay... Sure, I know exactly who that is. So, um, yeah, that's that's the movie. Uh, that's Matrix we, Reloaded. Before we uh, go Week on to the rating of the movie, month. before we go rate this movie, I want to go off on a little rant about a video game that I played when I was a kid because I really, I liked the Matrix movies a lot, but I felt like there was a little more unanswered because that's what the Witch House right. has to do. So I played this video game called Enter the Matrix. Oh my god. Do you remember this Is game? that with the ants? No. Is that the that's not the one with the ants? I don't know what you're talking about. It's got they got ants in a scene. That's all I remember. I have no idea what you're talking okay, about. Cool. But on. Enter the Matrix is about Niobe and her crew. Okay. Um and it's it's basically a a me a midquel slash prequel about how you know how there's a whole thing in Reloaded where Niobe has to get a, a message to Morpheus, but before they meet up, yeah. that's the game. Is you're playing that part of the movie from Niobe and her crew's perspective. Okay. Um, just like in the Animatrix, the last flight of the Osiris is what happens to the ship that got them all the message of shit's going down. Uh, yeah, uh, this is. The filling in the gaps of that. This game is broken as hell. I remember wanting to love this game and fucking hating it because it was broken and buggy as hell. And you know what's really annoying? In the Matrix movies, they almost anyone in the Matrix with a gun, with a firearm, pretty much has infinite ammo. Mm-hmm. Like, tiny gun, unlimited clip. <laughs> Matrix video game, limited ammo. It pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> and yesterday, watching this movie again, I got even more pissed off, and I haven't even played this game in forever. But Gladys did point out to me that if a game exists, there is a speedrun of it. So I kind of want to watch someone do a speedrun of the Broken Matrix video game. But yeah. So we have a rating system here in Cinema Gems. Whole gem, amazing movie. Half gem, alright. No gem, <laughs> don't watch it. So on this first week of Wachowski Month, Wachowski month. Yes. Pride month. Yes. June 2022. Yes. What do you give Matrix Reloaded, a.k.a. Matrix 2? Yes. Not the third one. Yes. And not the fourth one. Reloaded. That came out in 2003. Yes. At the beginning. 
What do you give this? A glitchy-ass half-gem. I agree with you 100%. Because there's still a lot of fun moments. Green-coated. It's green-coated. There's a lot of fun. And honestly, same with my thoughts about the music in the movie, who I don't even have pull up, who wrote, uh, Don Davis wrote the music. <laughs> I love how you, you just said it like he's your archdevil. Fucking Don Fucking Davis. Don. God damn fuck it, you, Don. Fuck you, Don. I don't know who Don Davis is. I'm sorry. Other than the guy like, who wrote the music for The Matrix Reloaded. Uh, and there are part like, anytime it's a score, I love it. Anytime they're doing very uh, early 2000s club techno, please stop. Oh, God, this is painful. Please stop. All right, uh, all right guys, so that is uh, end of week one for Wachowski Month. All we got to say is thank you, Martin the Arrogant Zebra, for letting us use your website, lowrampictures.com. Also, guys, um, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. Um, and for some reason, we're in a weird state where we don't know exactly where this will be released. Just email us at cinemagems15 at gmail so we can let you know where we're at. Before we forget about it, good night, Dead Tom. Dead Tom, good night, boy. You can find all of our stuff on lowrainpictures.com, but not before you go over to the Year 30 tab and listen to Marty and the Arrogant Observer. They're awesome. But after you're done with them, come over to the Cinema Gems tab, scroll through what we've done, and... You know, decide Pick what you something. want to listen to uh, a bunch of underqualified nerds talk oh, about. Oh, tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. Ah, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, are you, are you suggesting that to them? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I will say, my opinions on that movie have changed since I saw it. Keep up season two. Okay, that's a good review. That was a fun review. I remember doing that in the in the old uh, video store, right? Oh my god, there's so many video stores. There have been so many video stores at this point. Like our our real estate agents are not great. They're like, "What are you doing? What do you What do you mean you still rent videos? What? Why are you here with the Betamax? What you doing here? Betamax? Who owns a Betamax anymore? Who wants to borrow Zartox? Huh? If you, if you own a Betamax, uh, let us know at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. And if you want to tell us what we should review, uh, what, what we months, got wrong. What also what, months you what, would like to see in the future. What kind of huge things like that you want us to dedicate. Uh, let us know what we're missing out on. You can tweet us at cinemagems underscore pod. And you can find little bits of us doing the, the, doing the show and having fun. And having fun with the, the mascots mm-hmm. of the show. Uh, the fantastic Miss Frida and the Honorable Tesla, who are not not here at the moment. They're not in the glass booth? No, they're in the bathroom. Oh, okay. They they put up the sign, going outside. They're potty trained and everything. Going outside, go ping them. You can find all of that on the Instagram, Cinema Gems Pod. Um, Also, guys, all we got to say is, wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always always matter. Still do, always will. Also, happy Pride Month, guys. Woo! Bye!